0: Turn page number 92. We're just going to sing one verse of this while the choir comes down. Victory in Jesus. I heard an old, old story how Savior came. Thank you all. You may be seated. This time we're going to have our special from Miss Lacey Llewellyn and her dad brother Tim Greer. So you all come around and do that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Nehemiah chapter six. Amen and amen and amen. Hidden God good. What a blessing it's been to be here. While you're turning to Nehemiah chapter six, I want to remind you that we have these cards in the foyer. These are invitations for our revival service. I believe Miss Denise has run several hundred off. Last year this was such a hit. Uh If you have somebody that you've been wanting to invite to church, but it's been tough, it's been difficult, this right here may make it a little easier. Take a few of these. Go pass them out. Invite your co-workers, your family. We want this place full every night and every service. I'll tell you what, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to have a hundred lost people on the pew every time. You said, are you serious preacher? Absolutely. We need lost people sitting on our pews. And I think when the church is doing their job, this place will be full of lost folks. And let's bring them in. Let's go on the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. I'll tell you, we got a great message to share with them, don't we? It's worth going to get them for. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Nehemiah 6, Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 1. We've been building this wall for several weeks, and I believe this is going to be the last sermon now I want to preach to you this morning on how to finish the wall. Nehemiah 6 and verse 1, Now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arabian and the rest of our enemies, heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at the time I had not set up the doors upon the gate, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come let us meet together and in some one someone of the villages in the plain of I- Ono, oh, But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sword, and I answered them after the same manner. Then sent Sanballat a servant unto me in like manner the fifth time, with an open letter in his hand. Wherein was written, it is reported among the heathen. And Geshemu saith it, that thou the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah. And now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now therefore, let us take counsel together. Then I sent unto them, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart." For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Look down in verse 15. So the wall was finished in the twenty and fifth day of the month of law in fifty and two days. And it came to pass, that when all of our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us all these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that everything we do, our enemies can look at it and say, that has to be the work of the Lord. Lord, I pray that we could labor in a manner and in a way that everything that is done by the work of our hands would be unto Your honor and Your glory, not to bring us praise, not to exalt us or lift us, but to lift You up, Lord. And Lord, I ask that's what's done in this message Message today. Lord, I don't want to be seen. I want you to be seen. Lord, we need to hear from you this morning. And I pray that I'd back myself out of the way and allow your spirit to have free reign in this message. Lord, I pray we'd get the distractions out. I pray that we'd allow your will to take place in our heart and in our life. Lord, may we open our ears. But most of all, may we do. May we do your word. Help us, Lord, to be more than hearers, but help us be doers. Bless this service today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning on how to finish the wall. And we have gone through this entire chapter. We have looked at the vision. It's amazing how this wall and this project started with the vision of one man. One man received a burden. One man received a vision. And from the vision of one man, God is working through this one man to restore a nation, to restore a city, to restore the safety of this city, to build up this wall. The enemy, the devil, had destroyed Jerusalem, but God is rebuilding Jerusalem through His people. And isn't it amazing that God has always built His kingdom through His people? If His people would be obedient, the kingdom of God and the church of God would continue to be built. And we've been on the wall and we've talked about their enemies, we've talked about all the things that they dealt with, we talked about their tactics and how they handled the enemy, and now I want to talk this morning about how to finish the wall. And I want you to understand that in our day and time and in our society, especially my generation, we don't like to finish what we start. And we have a bad habit in our flesh to not finish what we start. And so many times we'll begin to do something in life and we say, well, I'm going to do this, and then we don't follow it through. And we don't see it through. Let me tell you, as God's people, when we commit something to God, we need to see it through. When we make a commitment to the Lord, when we make a commitment to His church, when we make a commitment in our spiritual life, we need to see it through. May I encourage you this morning, child of God, to finish what you start. Finish what you start. If you've committed to teach a class, don't stop halfway through. Finish it up. Follow follow through with what God has called you to do. And so many times as we get in the midst of doing what God has called us to do, like building the wall, the enemy will send so many things to get us off the wall. But understand, you've made a commitment to God. And don't let anything drive you from finishing the work God has called you to do. God has called us to do a great work. Child of God, we need to see it through. Last March we voted to build a sanctuary. That's kind of scary, isn't it? It's kind of scary out here in the middle of a cornfield to build a new building. Man, there's doubts and there's fears, but God's called us to do something. We said God wanted us to do it. As God's people, we need to see it through. We need to finish what we start. Amen? And I believe the nation of Israel is a very good example of a people that committed unto the Lord and said, God will do this and God will do that. And when Israel did not do what they told God that they would do, I want you to know they paid for it. And as Christians, we're going to pay and we're going to have to suffer the consequences when we don't follow the will of God through and finish what God has started in our life. No matter what God has called us to individually or as a group, when we start it, let's commit ourselves to finish it. Let's finish the wall. Let's Finish the building. Don't quit Christianity. Keep on going. When is the stopping point? When it's complete. Friend, it's not going to be complete until God calls us home. I want you to know the work is a lifelong work. There's no retirement in the kingdom of God. It would be nice when I got to 65 years old that I had a 401k and I got to retire, but God's kingdom doesn't work that way. And I want you to know as children of God, we got to see it through to the end we got to stay on the wall, and we got to work, and we got to build, and we have to defend the faith when? Until the Lord returns. till the Lord returns, how then this morning do we finish this wall? So many people are coming off the wall. So many people are throwing in the towel. So many people are giving up. How is it today that we get to the place that we finish the wall? We finish what God has called us to do. Look in verse 3. Look in verse 3, the enemy sending this letter, and it says in verse 3 that I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? And so the enemy sent these letters, we want you to come off the wall, and we want you uh, to come out here and meet with us. And God's people refuse to get off the wall. How are we going to finish the wall? Number one, we're going to have to learn how to avoid the distractions. And understand this day that when the enemy came calling, this was a distraction to bring them down off the wall. All of this was was a tactic from the enemy to prevent the will of God from being done. How many times the world calls us and say, Hey, I need you for a little while. Hey, I need you for one weekend. Hey, I need you for one month. Hey, I need you for a little while. I'm not going to keep you long, but so many times... They call us and we go running every time they call. Understand when the world calls, we need to stay on the wall. And understand there's so many distractions in this world today. As God's people, we need to avoid the distractions of the world and finish the work of God. Preacher, I have so many hobbies. Preacher, I have so many things going on in my life that I've got to do. Man, we are too busy for God sometimes. And it seems like every time the world calls, we forfeit the things of God to go fulfill what the world wants us to do. And the world was begging God's people, come off the wall and let's sit down and let's have a meeting. Let me tell you something, the world is calling us. And God's people are fleeing off the wall every time the world calls and say, hey, I need you here, I need you here. Child of God, we need to stay on the wall." No matter what the world tells us, no matter what the world needs from us, understand that we are called to something. And if you're called to something, then you stick with it. If you make a commitment, keep your commitment. If you commit yourself to teaching a class, every time that old world calls, say, listen, I'm teaching a class. I told that church, church, I'm going to teach. So I'm going to be there and I'm going to fulfill my commitment. You, You say, preacher, but it's busy. I know the world calls all the time. And I'm going to tell you something, you're going to do what you put your mind to. And you're going to do what your heart is set on. And I want to encourage you, child of God, don't get off the wall every time the world calls. And I found this, when the world calls you, you get off the wall, it's going to start calling every day. And it's going to get more and more, and it's going to be easier to get off of that wall. The world has so many distractions. So many thrills. We can't go to church. We can't do this. It's Super Bowl day. It's this day. Isn't it amazing how many days there are now? Any excuse to get out of church and any excuse to not serve the Lord, any excuse to party and get drunk, this world has it. And God's people, we need to quit receiving the invitation. And we need to stay on the wall. And every time that world celebrates worldly things, we need to take ourselves from that and stay on the wall and build the wall God has called us to build. But preacher, it's Super Bowl weekend. Friend, this is the day the Lord hath made. We need to worship the Lord. These are worldly things that are, uh, that we are allowing to come between us and our service with the Lord. We need to be sold out. Don't let anything come between you and God. Because you know what? That world is going to call. Hey. Avoid those distractions. Another distraction that I thought about that people get off the wall for is focusing on the past, the past victories, the past failures. How many times these people were on the wall and they begin to think about the days in Babylon. They begin to think about all the good days and all the bad days. And I'll tell you what, when you think about all the past and what God did yesterday, a lot of times it will rob you of the blessings of the day. And so many times we get on that wall and we begin to build and we begin to work and the enemy will get us to focus on the past and focus on past victories and focus on past failures. And I want you to know that Jesus said, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. I couldn't tell you how many times I've been distracted from going forward and building the wall because I'm looking at yesterday. God's people, we need to get our eyes off of yesterday and Get it on today. Understand the wall will not be built today if we only think about what God did yesterday. Let me tell you something. God was good yesterday. Amen. But He's just as good today. And He's going to be just as good tomorrow if we'll let Him and we'll submit ourselves to Him. Don't focus on the past. Focus at the work at hand. Let's focus on what's going on. Another thing that that I thought about here uh, was the distraction of the enemy. And so many times we allow the, the enemy and, and the world to come and, and we let so many people come between us and the work of God. And it amazing how many people quit church and how many people quit serving God because they were offended by somebody. How many times people say, Well I can't do that anymore because old oh, so and so's there. Man, I'll tell you, we need to quit looking at the enemy and we need to focus on the work at hand. We need to avoid the distraction. Isn't it amazing how bitter and how mad we can get at people when we say, well, I'm not going to that class or I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that because so and so's there. Don't let anybody stand in the way of you serving God. And so many times these people could have come off the wall because the enemy made it hard. Child of God, stay on the wall. Let's finish the wall. I love what the verse in Hebrews says. If you're with me this morning, say Amen. It says in Hebrews 12:1, Let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so, which so easily beset us, and let us run the race that is set before us. Child of God, we need to set aside worldly things. We need to set aside those things that may weigh us down from fulfilling the will of God in our life in order to please the Lord. Understand, we need to get these things to the side. So many reasons. You ever heard that song "Excuses, excuses"? And at the end, that high-pitched fella comes on there, and the preacher didn't even shake my hand. I've heard it. I've said it. I've used so many excuses to tell God while I can't fulfill His will. And you say, "Well, this this sounds bad, but I'm going to say it anyway." I'm glad God didn't use those excuses on me. When it was time to go to Calvary and it was time to do what was needed for me, I'm glad that he submitted to the will of the Father. And I'm glad he stayed focused and he didn't let the distractions bring him, bring him down from fulfilling the will of God in his life. Understand today that we need to avoid distractions. If Nehemiah was going to finish this wall, he was going to have to avoid these things. Be careful. Be careful with making deals with God. How many times we tell God, God, if you get me out of here, I'll do this for you. If you tell God you're going to do it, you better do it. If you tell God that I'm going to do this and I'm going to be faithful to God, I'm going to be faithful to church, I'm going to teach, I'll do this. If you rescue me, if you help me, you better keep your word. Israel was scattered for 2,000 years because they didn't keep their word. Child of God, we need to keep our word to the Lord. The Bible says in Numbers 32, If a man vow vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word, he shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. If you make a deal with God, and you say, God, I want to do this, if you do this, I'll do this, He's going to hold you to it. And you will answer, and you will have to come good on this vow that you've made. In our text, Nehemiah 6 and verse 9, I love this. It said, For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Number two, in order to finish the wall, we're going to have to rely on God's strength. If you're going to build the wall and complete the will of God in your life, you're not going to do it through you. You're going to have to do it through Jesus. We used this verse last week. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And that word strengthen means the ability. Paul said, I have the ability to do anything through Christ. Understand today that what God has called us to do, He is not expecting us to do it in our power. He is expecting us to do it in His power. He's not expecting us to fulfill His will on our wisdom, but His wisdom. Understand today, you can't do this by yourself. If you're in a valley, if you're in tribulation, if you're in a trial, and you're down and you're low, and you're a child of God, may I remind you, you can't do it by yourself. God's called us to build a building. It terrifies us little redneck to death. A million dollars. The thought of a million dollars. It terrifies me. Child of God, I can't do anything without Jesus. I understand and I understand today that I've got to get to a place as a child of God. That I've got to let go of me. And I've got to quit relying on what I can do and rely on what Jesus can do through me. Understand that anything can happen if we rely on Christ. If you're going through tribulation, rely on Jesus. If you are trying to fulfill the will of God and you're struggling, rely on Jesus. And I'm just going to pause And we're going to go through the book of Psalms. Go to the book of Psalms. And we're going to go to David. And man, this man David had a lot of problems. And there was times in his life that he was going to have to get off David. And he was just going to have to get on Jesus. And he was going to have to understand that it ain't going to be in the power of David. It's going to be in the power of Jesus. Understand the wall can be finished today if we rely on the Lord. But we got to get ourselves out of the way. we got to understand we got to rely on Him. I'm telling you, Jesus wants 100% of us today. He wants 100% reliance on Him, child of God. Can I encourage you today in the Scripture? Which is going to go through the Scripture and preach, and let the preach, let the Scripture preach itself. I'm telling you, this is good stuff. It's sweet as honey this morning. May I remind you of the promise of God in Psalm 18, in verse one. Go through, mark these, highlight them. Put a star on them. Man, these are good. Psalm 18, verse 1. I will love Thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God. My strength in whom I will trust, my buckler. Oh, I love that. And the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Look. Over in Psalm 23, Psalm 23, verse one. <clears throat> David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh I love this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Aren't you glad he's with us this morning? Aren't you glad he can comfort us this morning? Look in Psalm Twenty-seven, Psalm 27, in verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Look over in verse 13. Verse 13, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Child of God, we need to wait on the Lord. We need to wait on the Lord. Would you look in Psalm 28 and verse 7. Psalm 28 in verse 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Isn't it good to be helped every day? Aren't you glad that He helps us every day? If it's big to you, it's big to Him. Understand today, if you're struggling, then He understands where you are and He wants to help you. He said, And I am helped, therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth. And with my song will I praise Him. The Lord is their strength, and He is the saving strength of His anointed. It's not the anointed that has power. It's Him that has power today. It's Him that the anointed needs to rely on. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Boy, isn't God good? Isn't God good? Psalm 29. Psalm 29 and verse 10. I could read that whole psalm there. Man, I love it. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. That whole psalm just reminds us that God is on top of everything. God is in control of everything. There is nothing or anybody that has more power than our Savior Jesus Christ. Trust in Him. Rely on Him this morning. Look in Psalm 31. I know this is something different, but man, I love the Word of God. Isn't it sweet as honey this morning? Psalm 31 and verse 24. Oh, I love this. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Friend, may I encourage you today to be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart this morning. Look over in Psalm 34. Psalm 34 and verse 4. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Aren't you glad when you seek the Lord, He hears you? May I remind you, child of God, that sometimes you may think that He's not listening, but God is listening. God knows what is going on. If there's anybody that cares, God cares. The enemy has told us over and over and over, nobody cares. Child of God, may I remind you from thus saith the Lord, God cares about you. He knows what's going on in your life. Look here in Psalm 37. I'm telling you, this is good preaching this morning. Psalm 37, this ain't me, this is the Lord. He said in Psalm 37 and verse 39, But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. And He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. I believe it's going to pay off trusting in Him. The world says, don't trust in Him. Don't trust in Him. That don't make sense. I can't comprehend that. Child of God, trust in Him. It's going to pay to trust in the Lord. I want you to look in Psalm 46. Psalm 46. I want to end with this verse. Very simple, very short, but my mercy, what a message. Psalm 46 verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble understand that God is help this morning. If we would call upon Him, if we would have faith in Him, if we would lean on Him, because I promise you, the wall will not be built without His strength. It will not be built without His help. If we're going to finish what we started, we're going to have to do it through the power and the strength of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's a very, very present help in time of trouble. I'm glad that every time everything falls apart, People may scatter, but Jesus is always there I'm telling you, people may betray me People may forsake me, but Jesus won't I'm glad He's standing right there and He's leading us through the valley I'm telling you, He can get us through this morning He can get us through, don't rely on this world Rely on Jesus You say, preacher, that's an elementary sermon Amen, it is But how often I forget it how often I need to be reminded that I'm not going to do it without Him. That's simple, preacher. That's right. But so many times I get on that wall without Him. I can do this. I've got this. No, you don't. And no, I don't. But He's got this. Can I, Can I hear amen? He's got this. Can I remind you this morning? He's got this. Can I remind you this morning, He's in control and He's on this throne this morning. He's got this. Where we come in this, we gotta trust Him. We gotta trust Him and say, Lord, you be God. You be who you are and you work. Isn't He awesome this morning? Let's get out of His way. Let's let Him work. I want you to notice this last point. I want to finish this. Nehemiah 6, and we're gonna to go to the house. Nehemiah 6 and verse 16. And it came to pass that when our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Number three, allow God to receive the glory. You want to finish the wall? You make it about God and not make it about you. This ain't about me. This work is bigger than me. This work is greater than me. This work is greater than you. This work is greater than one individual. Understand, this is not about one man receiving the honor and glory. This is about the Lord receiving the honor and glory. And it's not about, look at what preacher built that building, or what preacher did this, or what preacher did that. Look at what God has done. And if we ever get in our life that it's about us, I promise you, we're not going to finish the wall. And if we get to this place that it's about us and about what we can get out of it and about what we think and what we want and what we see, friend, it's going to go bad in a hurry. When we get to the place, God, this ain't about me, this is about you. We're going to finish that wall. And I'm going to tell you something. I think God gets upset when we get to that place all the time when we're selfish and it's all about us. This ain't about us, it's about Him. Him. This building is not about me, it's about Him. This church is not about me, it's about Him. And I hope that when God gets done, at Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church... That all them naysayers, and all of them sandballots ballots, and all of them Tobias, I pray that every one of them that said y'all can't do it. I pray that every one of them that says, y'all not able. I pray every one of them says, y'all ain't got enough money. I pray every one of them that doubts and don't see it being done like we do. I hope one day they say, whoa, what a mighty God. <laughs> Look what God did out there. I don't want to hear look at what Brother Josh did. I want to hear look at what Jesus did out there. We don't need this to be about a man. We need this to be about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. to him, be glory in the church. To him be the honor and glory. It's isn't about me, it's about him. And I promise you when we get to that place spiritually, that Lord it's not about us, it's about you, then the wall's going to be built. And we're going to finish the work of God in our life. Cause Let me tell you something. If it's about me, I'd be on the water fishing this morning. Being honest, I'd probably be crappie fishing. Man, it's springtime almost. If this was about me, sorry Miss Viva, I'd be hunting somewhere. But it ain't about me. It ain't been about me in a long time. And if it's about me, I'm not going to be here very long. But it's got to be about Him. And when people get to the place that it ain't about me and it ain't about anybody else, but it's about Jesus, then the wall's going to be built. How many people get off that wall? Because brother so-and-so was ugly to them, or brother so-and-so did. This ain't about them. This is about Jesus. This is about His work and His call. And child of God, we need to be committed. And I just want to encourage you as your pastor. Whatever commitment you made to the Lord, let's see it through. Let's see it through. Let's stay on that wall today. One time somebody said, preacher, you you just got so much faith. I said, I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world. Because when I get by myself, I'm a big baby. I'm a blubbering mess. Because I cry and I'm, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. But when I get alone with the Lord, brother Allen, God just gives me something, and it ain't about me; it's about Him. And sometimes I'm a, I'm just a mess. But sometimes people say, "Man, look at you." No, look at Him. Look at Him. God is good. And if I just get out of His way, man, I'm ready to see this wall built. I'm ready to see it built. But I know it's going to be because of Him. Because you know why? This is for Him and through Him today. Whatever you're going through in your life, may I remind you if you're saved, you have a strength, you have a power that is inside of you. I want to encourage you to fall at these altars this morning and have faith in the Lord. Maybe you just need to stop and just say, Lord, I need You today. Lord, help me to finish the wall. Help me to finish my work. Lord, help me fulfill my commitments that I made to You. Maybe you're here today and you've never been saved. It's time to be saved. It's time to meet Jesus. Would you come? If you need to join this church, would you come? We've got a lot of people been sitting on these pews that's been visiting for a long time. And y'all are seeking God's will in your life. If God is leading you to join Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church, I want to encourage you to come down and move your letter this morning. You say, preacher, that's blunt. Well, it's honest. If God's calling, I want you to answer. If God's telling you to come pray, I want you to come pray. If He's telling you come be saved, I want you to come be saved. If He's calling you to join this church, I want you to do what God is calling you to do. Let's stand. Let's stand this morning. And as He plays, you come.